What's up, Nerd Nation? It's your boy, Chris Wilson, host of the Average Sports Nerds podcast. ASN is a podcast started by two lifelong friends who have a passion for sports and the debates surrounding them. You can connect with us on Instagram at AVG Sports Nerds. From all of us here at ASN, we thank you for your support and we hope you enjoy the show. Chris, we're back here with another NBA episode. I'm joined, as always, by my guys, Alex Nix, Miles Davis. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing this week? What's going on? What's going on? Back for another episode. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, so I know we got a lot to get into this week. It was actually a pretty crazy week in the NBA, I think. None bigger, none bigger than Steph Curry right now. He's balling out of control mm-hmm. he passed Wilt Chamberlain on the Warriors all-time scoring list which makes him the all-time scorer for the franchise but I just want to list off these last 11 games here and then I'll let you guys talk about him a little bit so in his last 11 games he scored 49 47 33 42 53 38 32 41, 37, 36, 32. So 11 straight over 30, few 40s, even a 50 piece. Have you guys been watching this man lately? I have. It is can't miss TV. I was thinking, I've been saying all season that Joel Embiid has been can't miss TV. Joker, if he's on, he's been can't miss TV. Steph Curry has been has been playing beyond those guys in those past what 10 10 games or so he is just unbelievable and it's making me respect him so much more you know he's he's getting up there in age he's what he's over 30 now i think or almost 30 33 yeah, 32 or 33 yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just making me respect him more and more and watching him last night just pick apart the sixers granted the sixers didn't have ben simmons so i would think it would be a little different, but it wouldn't be that big of a difference. He would still probably get at least 30. He probably wouldn't get 49 if Ben Simmons was there, but that's a different that's a different topic. Regardless, this man is on a different level, a level that, frankly, I don't think we've seen since Kobe and when he had his ridiculous month back in, what was that, like 07? Whenever, whenever that was, it's just it's only Yeah, I think so, or 06 maybe, yeah. And no, nah, it's funny you mentioned that because – he also did break a Kobe Bryant record, and it was, I think, most 30-point games in a row over the age of 33. So, man, it's just going crazy. Yeah, Steph's been balling out of control. But actually, I was looking back on some of his stats because, I mean, he's been putting up an amazing style in these last 10, 11 games. But actually, back in his MVP season in 2016, he was actually putting up comparable numbers to this. I mean, he was giving people 50 pieces. So this is nothing surprising to me. I just think now he has more of an opportunity to just ball out. I mean, there's no one else on his team that's going to consistently give him 20 a night. So he just has all the luxury, just just go crazy. And he's got one of the best handles in the league. He's the best shooter off the dribble. He's the best spot-up shooter. I mean, maybe not the best spot-up, but, I mean, he's obviously up yes, there. Yes, Nope. Nope. Yep. 
best shooter. I don't eh. care what it is. Yeah, I don't d- care yeah, what just, it is. Yeah, best overall shooter, period. And and but no, these games have been amazing. I've been watching all the highlights and he's just it, it's just it's just he's one of those players where it's just you're surprised when he misses it. He's that good. And if his team was doing better this season, he would definitely be in the uh, running for MVP. Oh yeah, but um, I, I just think just because of the wins, like he he's not gonna get the award this year. Look, I, I, to to rebuttal that, if the Warriors make the playoffs, I think he has to win the MVP. I, and I hate to say that, I really do. You know, y'all, everybody, if you've listened, and you guys obviously know, I've been on the MB getting MVP really since the beginning of the year, or the first after the first month. And he hasn't slowed down since. But if Steph Curry, if the Warriors make the playoffs and Steph keeps playing like this, I don't I think you have to give it to Steph. And I hate to say that, but I just I can't I can't imagine the Warriors even being close. They're not they wouldn't even be close to the playoffs without Steph. We saw how poor they performed without him when he wasn't there, when he had that little tailbone bruise for what for those six, seven games that he missed. And I mean, the difference is unbelievable. But what 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 seed do you think he would have to get in order to get MVP? Because I mean, I, I think know. he's gonna. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. I think they could even sneak in as a seven or eight seed and get get in the traditional way. But I mean, they're gonna be in the play in, regardless. Yeah, if, I mean, as long as he I, just. I was gonna say, I think he got to be one of those top six seeds. I think if your team's yeah. in the play in games, then I don't think you should be considered for MVP. Mm-hmm. Just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm scorned because back way back when. Steve Nash was winning MVPs over Kobe and the argument against it was that they were the seventh seed in the West. So I figure if you're scoring 30, Kobe back then was scoring 36. Steph Curry's only averaging about like a little bit over 30 right now. So if you're scoring that many points, I feel like the same argument is going to apply. And right now I think Jokic is going to win MVP kind of by default. Nope. No, but yeah. And sorry, speaking on that though, Mike, Michael Jordan won or uh, averaged 37 points and didn't win MVP. So, yeah, you just put that in perspective. I mean, yeah, well. <laughs> Chris, with that logic, it, may, it makes sense. But if it would have Steph continues to put up 40, 50 every almost every night for the next what the last what 10, 15 games, however many games are left, what if he continues to do that? I mean, look, I, I get it, but he's got to be at least he's definitely put himself in the conversation. Now, as far as your Jokic comment. We're gonna have to talk about that because. Oh yeah. I, 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 look. I figured you would want I'm, to. I'm I'm aware that he's playing out of his mind as well. Like he just put up 47 the other night. He he's playing out of his mind, but defensively he doesn't bring it on the court like Embiid does, and that's that's just a straight fact. So, and I know he has more. I know he gets more assists than Embiid, but Embiid gets more rebounds. He's averaging more points. He's been the more dominant overall player on both ends of the court. And I know Embiid has missed games. I get it. But if he finishes the season without missing another game, I think he has a strong enough case and he's played enough games for them to win the MVP. They get the one seed. He's just overall better player. I think he, I think if he finishes the season without missing another game, I think he's going to win the MVP. I mean, he, I, I think, you know, he's not, I don't think he's going to. He needs to. He should win the MVP just based on that. See, I just yeah. disagree. I'm, let me let I'm me rebuttal real quick. Let me rebuttal real uh-huh. quick. I, I I gotta say, man, even if he plays the rest of the games, like you said, he'll still miss 25% of the season. So that's one out of every four games. Jokic hasn't missed a single game yet. He's putting up, you said he's MB's averaging more points and more rebounds. It's not that many more. It's not a huge difference to me. 
And the difference in assists right now is huge. Jokic is at like eight point, I think 8.5 assists, somewhere in that range. And he's almost having a triple double. His team is what the fourth seed right now? I got it up. Yeah, they're the fourth seed. They're probably gonna be able to hang on to that even without Jamal Murray. And I just think without missing any games, he he's kind of just gonna take it by default, really. But I do think Embiid yeah. is playing better, like on a per game basis. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm have to agree with Alex because I, I I think if Embiid is able to play every single game throughout the rest of the season and just continue what he's doing, like he's he's been, and his team's gonna be the number one seed, and Jokic's team's gonna be like the fourth or fifth seed, and that could be the difference right there. And 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 honestly, who knows? Like the MVP voters, like they have all different types of criteria. And but I don't know. I, I I like Embiid. I think Embiid's been more impressive. Like you said, he brings it on the defensive end more than uh, uh, Jokic does. But um, you can't you can't be disappointed at what Jokic has done at all. I mean, he had forty seven, carried them in like a double overtime game. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. But I, I just think Embiid's just been a tad bit better. And I, it it does suck to see that he's missed these games. That's gonna probably hinder him, if anything. But yeah, I I think if he was healthy all season, he he would have easily ran away with it. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with that part. I definitely think the Embiid this season has been dominant, Shaq-like almost, and like modern day because obviously now you got to be able to shoot. He's a good shooter. I was going to say a solid shooter, but he's actually good. He's like 85% from the line. He's taking, I think, 11 free throws a game right now. Yeah, almost 12. Yeah. Yeah, He'd be shooting pull-up pull up mid-range and everything. Like, you, you can't do anything with that. No one can do anything with that. And, He's already yeah. at 7'1", 7'2", 260. Even, right, <laughs> and even if they close out and they play up on him, he can literally just drive past other big men. Or if he doesn't oh, drive yeah. past them, he can just bully him down low because he's bigger than just about everybody and stronger. So his combination of, of power and finesse is is really something something special. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I got a stat for you here, and I know you're going to like this one, Alex. But uh, last week, again, when they played against the Mavericks, in the first half, the Mavericks used four different people at center against Embiid. <laughs> they all combined for two points and nine fouls. Yep. Uh, it was Maxi yeah. Cleaver, Boban, Will Colley-Stein, and Nicola Melli. They just – nobody could do anything with them. That game was crazy. I think he shot double-digit free throws in the first half. He's just dominant, man. And in a league where everybody's going smaller, he is a – Big difference maker right now. Yeah. But I still think Yogi's going to MVP. Look, I, I I hear your point. I do. I I understand that missing games is huge, but the difference in the Sixers when he's there and when he's not is is pretty glaring. Now, if, if they were playing in the West and had harder competition when Embiid wasn't there, I think it would have they, they probably would have dropped out of that one seed. However, I don't know, man. It's 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 hard. It like I said, even without the bias of being a Sixers fan, looking at it from a different perspective or trying to, trying to take my my emotional feelings out of it, I I just I still think he has to win it, as long as he doesn't miss another one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many variables and who, who could become the MVP. I mean, right. Westbrook won the MVP at the fourth seed because he averaged a triple double. So I mean, maybe like who knows if you put up a great enough stat line throughout the season or something just incredible. Like it's hard to deny that. Yeah, no matter what I mean, seed you get. Right. And if you're and if there's a unanimous agreement that a certain player has played the best, 
then normally that player wins. And when West when Westbrook did it and got that triple double, I mean everybody agreed that it was something special. And you know, same with Steph Curry and when he won his MVPs and you know, pretty much unanimous. It shouldn't have been you first. Deserve, you didn't deserve that. Shouldn't have been first. Dude, LeBron should have been first. We're not going to talk about that. Bro, I uh, feel like there's so many guys Someone that should have been Mello. unanimous. Yeah. It's like ridiculous because yeah. most yeah. of the time we know who the MVP is. And then well, yeah, those I mean, two like guys guy... that don't want to go with everybody else. Right. When when LeBron didn't get unanimous, now one dude from New York voted Gave for Melo. Gave it to Melo. Like, Just, bro, come on. Like, yeah. Why couldn't yeah. somebody give it to LeBron when Seth won unanimous? You know, it's like, it doesn't make the any year sense. after too. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. But yeah, we can move on. I mean, we could talk about Jokic's teammate here, Jamal Murray, on Monday the twelfth. We're actually recording this on Tuesday, which is weird for us. We usually record on Sundays, but so this was over a week ago now. Jamal Murray tore his ACL playing against Steph Curry and the Warriors actually. So I just got to get you guys' thoughts on what the Nuggets can do now without him. That, Go ahead, I mean, it, that's, just, that's just brutal. It's just brutal. I mean, without Jamal Murray, the Nuggets don't have – they don't have any shot of winning the NBA championship, period. They just don't, and I think it's as simple as that. I mean, he, he, he's a difference maker. I mean, he's a, he's a borderline kind of all-star player. It was him and Jokic as the one-two punch, and I know Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, they have a couple other like good pieces, but they, they just don't have enough anymore. Jokic can only do so much, and it, it, it just sucks. I mean, I feel like the injury bug is just in the NBA like extremely hard this year, and it happens almost every year, but I think this year in particular, it just seems way more obvious. I mean, like pretty much every superstar that we can think of has gotten injured or has like, missed some significant time, almost. So it's it's just unfortunate to see. I mean, I would hopefully he can recover fast, but um, the Nuggets can kiss their cha- championship aspirations goodbye. Yeah, that was that that was pretty much my first thought too. Um, Jamal Murray, we saw what he did in the playoffs last year. He pretty much carried them through some games last year. And without him, there's a, if there's an, another big man down low that can at least contain Jokic, they need somebody else. And Jamal Murray was that other person, like we saw against the Jazz last year in the playoffs. So without him, yeah, man, it's it, it's tough. It's you know you hate to see it too. Like yeah, like you said, Miles. It seems like every major superstar this year has missed some time, with the exception of Jokic. And it, that I think a lot of that is due to the condensed schedule. I mean, they're playing what seventy-two games. They only had like a seventy-day season, seventy-day off-season, yeah. at least from the finals ended. So, you know, most of the teams that went late in the playoffs didn't really get much of an offseason. So, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, it's, it's got to be just the, the condensed schedule. And that, that's pretty much what, I, what I'm going to boil it down to. You know, there was I think there was a period where a team played like nine games within a two-week period, which is ridiculous to think about. When you have all the traveling, you don't really get too much of a chance to recover. If you if you are traveling and you have back-to-backs, and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a definitely a taxing on their bodies for sure. So it, it's just tough to see, man. My heart breaks for Jamal Murray and all, all the nuggets really. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about their championship aspirations. They're definitely over. I didn't really think they had much of a shot in the first place before he went down. So I definitely think they're a team that's in jeopardy of no matter what they get right now, even if it's the fourth seed, because they are up two and a half games on the Lakers for, for four right now. But that means that they would be playing the Lakers in the first round. So, yeah, I, I don't see that 
going too well for them. I don't think they're getting out of the first round, even if they move up or down. All these teams in the West are just tough. Jamal Murray, like you guys said, great player. We know that the Denver Nuggets' best offense is that two-man pick and roll with him and Jokic. That two-man game, that's really all they do when the game's close and the game's on the line. And it works more right. times than not, but without and Jamal Murray, it's it's not going to work. So, yeah, and and they you know they they upgraded their role players at least one of them in the starting lineup with Aaron Gordon. So having those two guys do their two man game and then have Aaron Gordon as well being a slasher and somebody who can hit a good mid range hit, the offense would have been really tough to stop if Murray was healthy. And like I said, it, it, it's really sad for the league to see all these guys who are constantly hurt. It, it's just, it's tough to see. That's that COVID effect, man. It's just COVID just set things back and just yeah. rushed some things. And now, now, now we're kind of seeing some of the results. But um, yeah, I just wanted to. My guy, Michael Porter Jr., he's gonna have to step up as yes, my guy. But he's he's been playing well this season. Hopefully, this gives him like the opportunity to like really like showcase what he does. Like, give him a bigger role in offense. And who knows? Like, he he might be a nice filler in Aaron Gordon. Uh, Will Barton. I mean, they're all just going to have to step up, next man up kind of mentality. So uh, I still think they'll be a tough team. But yeah, like Chris said, I, I never really thought they were going to win the championship, even with a healthy Jamal Murray. But now it's just it's just not there. Yeah. And just to, to speak on Steph Curry one more time, he's really saving the NBA right now. He's what's keeping the NBA regular season interesting because with all these injuries, his run right now is the best thing that could have happened for all of us fans because it's keeping us intrigued every night because if, if he wasn't doing what he's doing, it, it, it'll just be a, a sad, solemn, depressing time in the league. And, but what Steph is doing is, is really, uh, is really helping that. Yeah. 100%. I actually got home from work on Saturday night, got an alert on my phone saying Steph Curry and Jason Tatum are dueling, turned on the game, watched the last six, seven minutes and Oh my gosh, it was the most entertaining game that I've seen in years. Honestly, this man, Steph Curry, was hitting ridiculous step back shots and just insane. And then Tatum was taking over on the other end. And that battle right there, we need to see more like that. Tatum mm -hmm. went for 44, 44. I think. And yeah. Curry went for 47. Celtics pulled out the win. It was just, it was incredible. And Steph Curry, man, Tatum I love watching tough. that. Yeah, I saw this tweet so on uh, on April 17th, was that Saturday night, that said uh, it had career games with 10-plus made three-pointers. Ready for this? This is going to shock you guys. Ray Allen had one. Kevin Durant had zero. Kobe had one. Kyrie Irving, zero. Larry Bird, zero. Pedro Stojakovic had one. Reggie Miller had zero. Games with 10-plus threes made this week. Steph Curry <laughs> has three. Make that four with what he did on monday or when was that yeah monday night against the sixers like <laughs> what and he's shooting like 50 percent like in these games like he's shooting like 10 for 16 like 11 for like 17 18 i mean it, it's just insane and it, it's just crazy because we no one ever would have thought that any player is just gonna get up 18 three-pointers in a game and now like stephen curry is just like literally just changed the way the game is played like you have to respect these like these players now they're all decent three-point shooters and he's he's just the best at it just period I mean yeah. they have to double team him literally when he comes over like half court sometimes because I wanted to get your guys opinion on something I forget who said it I'm not sure it was somebody 
on TV. I can't remember who exactly said it, but somebody said that Steph Curry has been the most influential player in the NBA in the past 40 years. 40. Does, does 40 include Jordan? Yes. Ah. It includes Jordan. And see, that, that, was, that was my first thought too. And I, I'm still not – I'm still torn about that because, I mean, Michael – literally changed like Michael they made rules for Michael Michael changed the way a lot of people played but the way every single team plays right now just about the way every young kid is pulling up from 30 right now and going to be good at shooting when they get older as we've seen with a generation of guys younger than Steph coming into the league just about all of them can shoot look it's hard for me to just say that off rip without really thinking about it, but I, I'm starting to I'm starting to agree that Steph Curry might be the most influential player in the last 40 years. I know it's a bold statement, but it's 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 yeah, hard it's, it's hard to disagree. I'll let you take. I mean, models. yeah, I mean, just speaking on Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had numbers that were more impressive than all these numbers that Stephen Curry's put up in his career. Know. I mean, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I mean, Michael Jordan yeah. was, has probably like 12, like 60 point games, like at least, I mean, he's, he's been, he, he, he was doing this and, and he, he just did it in a different way. And, and, and to think he was doing it just by mostly twos and just, mm-hmm. just off the mid range and, and fouls. Yep. Yeah. And fouls. And he's still averaged way more points career wise than Stephen Curry. I mean, was it was doing it when he was on the wizards, still dropping 50 pieces when he pretty much everyone thought he was like done, but. I don't know. I mean, it, I will say, I mean, in the last, like, probably, like, five, like, six, seven years, like, Stephen Curry has probably been the most influential player. But, I mean, you still can't ignore, like, Kobe and LeBron either. I mean, they they still – people love Kobe. People love LeBron. Like, I mean, people just can't do what LeBron does because he was just, like, a freak. He's, like, 6'9", 260. You can't really teach his skill set. But, I mean, everyone can at least try to be a great shooter. Right. Which d- definitely gained right. some – which definitely gained some respect. And, and I think it all just comes down to preference at the end of the day too, what, what you think is the most effective way to be a great basketball player. I will, I will say, I mean, he's, he's been incredible. I, I definitely, I posted a video on Instagram the other day, just shooting a three, doing the little turnaround, like before the ball goes through the net. I did that because Stephen Curry did it at first. So I, I'm not going to say he hasn't been influential at all. He definitely has, but it's, 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 it's kind of like, like uh, it's hard. It's hard to differentiate like some of these other great players that came before him. Yeah, no, I mean, where I feel about influence, he's definitely. I think it was two people really. One, Michael Jordan, and two, Steph Curry. The way I think about Michael Jordan is in the '90s when he was really rising to his dominance. I know he was balling out of control in the '80s, but the '90s when they started winning championships, and then with the Dream Team. I feel like Michael Jordan made people all over the world that didn't, where they weren't thinking about playing basketball before he made them want to play basketball. Everybody wanted to be like Mike and nobody really could. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The shoes, everybody was anything that Michael Jordan touched. People wanted it. He was just like a God. And I don't say that like literally about anybody, but I just think his influence all over the world, is just spectacular. But to the point about not being able to play like him, I think Steph Curry, you can see his imprint on the game based on how other people play. Like I personally, I'm never going to be six, six, 
able to dunk from the free throw line and right. flying through the air and doing all that kind of stuff. But me, 5'11", six foot, I could maybe try to be like Steph Curry and be the best shooter I could possibly be. Right. And I, th- I think I think that's yeah. part of the part of the argument yeah. is that definitely counts for something. Yeah, I think that's part of the argument for him as being and, and as far as obviously Jordan as a brand and as a as a as a global ambassador for basketball, nobody's going to touch him. But I think in terms of the, like, yeah, like you said, with the dream team, especially that's when they really that's when the NBA and basketball and Mike really blew up. Right. But as far as the way the game is played. I'm kind of leaning towards Steph because of like what you said, you can try and become a great shooter just by practicing. Not everybody is going to be able to be six, six or six, nine, like LeBron or a seven foot, yeah. like any big man, you can be a six foot two or six foot five eleven guy. Who's who can just pull up from anywhere with, with nice handles. If you practice it. Trey Young. And, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I right. believe the way he plays the game is the most feasible as far as like how he can influence the younger people, but like just as pure greatness, like, LeBron, Kobe, oh, like you can't, yeah. you, oh, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. teach some of those things. You just can't, you can't teach that stuff. And like they still were right. heavily influential. Like Kobe loved like all over the world. Like people love him out in China. Like same with LeBron, and then same with Steph Curry too. Like I mean, I'm not saying that he's not like it hasn't been influential at all, but yeah, he, he's he's been amazing, and I I, I just love watching him play because like 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 we said, the way he plays the game is is feasible to most people. Anybody can shoot a basketball. Not everyone can dunk, though. I think only exactly. like 11% of the pop- world's population can like dunk a basketball, which is not would, that many people. So. I would be surprised if it's that high. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, it, I, it we're, might, yeah. we're three guys right here. Can any of you guys dunk? I could almost dunk. I never, I, 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 got, could, I could grab the rim. I could, I could try and, you know, almost, I could palm it and almost get it in, but I could never finish a dunk. I was, I just no. Yeah, I think I was close to my high school days, and yep. those those days are gone. So. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I tap my fingers on a couple finger rolls on the rim, but that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, I will I will say to that though. I mean, pretty much Stephen Curry's influence big men to start really just being. You have to be able to shoot three pointers to be an effective big man, and I think that says a lot. Like big men, they don't just stay in the paint. They don't. They're not just like camping in the paint. They they have to be out in the three point line and. And that, that definitely counts for something because that change, changes the way teams play. You got to plan differently. And it's just a different dynamic compared to how it was in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, and just last point on that, you were talking about earlier about how Steph Curry was putting up, you know, 16, 18 threes. And if you look back to like the, the 90s, even the early 2000s, whole teams were barely putting up that many threes in a yeah. game. So If that. If, yeah. Like if, if they even got 10. You know, it's threes I, were such a like a rare commodity back in the day. Like everybody got so excited when a three was made because it's like, oh my goodness, you know, but now it's and coaches like, were telling, you know, not to shoot right. those long threes. We can get that shot at any time. That's what coaches would say. Yep. I used to hear that growing up all the time. Like, why are you shooting from all the way out there? We can get that shot anytime. But it's like, coach, we need to get these up. Like we could have been on to something. Three's worth more than two. Period. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we can move on. Talk about a couple other guys that got hurt this week, man. It just feels like these last few weeks is all we've been talking about. But Kevin Durant, he had come back, but he left Sunday's game at Miami due to a left eye contusion. 
somebody just pretty much banged into his knee. It was like four minutes into the game. And it just it seems like this guy can't stay out there. And I have a little stat it says in the past 23 months, he hasn't played more than six straight games. Obviously, that's going back to his Achilles injury, but he hasn't played in six in seven straight games this season, like not once. And I'm really starting to get worried about the Nets moving mm-hmm. forward. Oh, yes. I'm worried for them. I'm not worried. You know, I, hey, look, no, dis- like I'm not saying I'm, I'm happy that these guys are hurt, but low key. I'm happy that they're hurt. No, not individually, (laughs) (laughs) not not individually. Obviously I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, wish anybody to be hurt, but you know, the the longer they don't play together, the more likely it is the Sixers can beat them if they, if they play each other in the conference finals. So look, yeah, the Nets should be worried. Fans should be worried about the Nets. Like you said, Kevin Durant hasn't played in, in what six or eight games in 23 months. That's like, that's, that's shocking. And James Harden probably, I don't know if this is, I don't think this is on the, the notes, but I saw uh, some, uh, a report earlier that James Harden might just be out until the playoffs start with his hamstring injury. So Kyrie Irving is just going to have to keep doing what he's been doing to, to keep them in the second seed because I'm sure the Bucks are going to start playing well and start winning more games. So, look, yeah. The, and then Kyrie's liable to get hurt because, I mean, exactly. we've seen him late in the in the season. Like, he hasn't even, like – didn't even play in some of the playoffs. I mean, he, him injured could have cost, literally could have cost him a championship. Exactly. Like, and back in 2015. So yeah, it's, I, I definitely think it's concerning. I'm going to be a little, little, little tough on uh, Kevin Durant right now, but I think everyone who's played basketball has gotten what they call a left eye contusion or a Charlie horse. Mm-hmm. We've all got, we've all gotten that. And yeah, it hurts like crap, but I think you, you got You got to play through those things. I feel like people players back in the eighties and nineties, that oh, would have yeah. been like, yeah, sit on the bench for five minutes. Hey, coach, I'm back in. Bring me, bring me back in the game. Like I think he he got you got to work through that, man. Like yeah, and I know I know a lot of NBA players play hurt through most of the season, and I think a left conti- a left thigh contusion is just a, a a bruise on your thigh, pretty much. And sorry, you, you just got to work through that. In my opinion. yeah, I mean, I I think you're, I think you're if it was, Durant. right. Sorry, that's hard to interrupt, but I think if it was the playoffs, he he would have stayed in. At least I would hope. I would hope. No, you know, there's no, there's no telling with that guy anymore. But I would hope he would stay in if it was the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, come on, like, it's not like, it's not like a mechanical injury. It's just like a kind of like a deep bruise, man. Just go on ice, that man. Come back the next game or whenever you guys have your next game, man. Like, people want to see you play. Like, we're 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 like all starving to watch some superstars play. Like everybody. A lot of the superstars are getting hurt. Giannis just recently came back. Anthony Davis is supposed to be coming back soon. But I mean, we, we just want to see Kevin Durant play because I know a lot of Kevin Durant fans swear he's still the best player. But hey, man, at the end of the day, we got to see you out on the court. And like right. the stat Chris mentioned, he hasn't played more than six straight games in 23 months. Like, I don't know how anyone could consider you the best player. I, I just want to see him play, honestly, just for the bat, like just for the basketball sake. Yep. And it, it's, it's yeah. just sad. 100%. And I don't know if we talked about this on this podcast, but I remember back when Katie tore his Achilles and I was questioning, like, is he going to be able to come back and be right? And now he came back and he looked right. And every time he plays, he, he just goes crazy. He's crazy efficient. He can score whenever mm-hmm. he wants. He'll play like 19 minutes and put up like 25 points. But 
this is kind of what I was afraid of is just like continuing to get hurt little nicks and bruises here and there. And just that we're never going to get to see that same MVP type KD that we saw back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I think we will though, but he just, he just literally has to be out there. He's, he's that good where he can just step on the court if he's somewhat healthy and, and be better than everyone on the court. Yeah. Except for maybe a given like two or three players, but I don't know. I just, it, it, it's concerning for the nuts. Like you said, James Harden might be out till the playoffs and they need, they need to get their chemistry together. Cause I, I was listening to um what was it undisputed. And I know Chris Broussard compared them to kind of like the Clippers last year, where they kind of just thought they were just going to just get up and just be able to play when it mattered. And it clearly showed in the playoffs. They, they just weren't ready. And then mm-hmm. they try to make excuses that we, we didn't want to be there really. And yeah, I, I just really think that chemistry is important for to make a championship run, especially in the first season where all these players are together. Yeah, um, it's, it's important. Yeah, and if the standings hold up the way they are right now, they would play. If they were to go through all the all the different rounds in the East, they would they would first play the Heat, then the Bucks, then the Sixers. If you know everything works out the way we all expect it yeah. to, and those three, I mean, they just lost to the Heat the other night, and Bam Adebayo yeah. pretty, pretty much shut down Kyrie Irving towards at the end there. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they they only won by two hey, on, the, look, on the game winner, and Katie. Got Look, hurt four minutes into the game. I hear so you. I hear you. I think then, it would have been hey, a little different. We've seen the Heat at their best, right? We've seen them. We, they've they've been playing together for a year now. At least that that core has been together for at least over a year. The Nets haven't played what they played seven games together with their big three. They don't know what their rotations are going to be. They don't know what the bench what the bench minutes are going to be. They don't know how they're going to run the offense with all three of them on the court. That'll work against the playoff defense. They had they don't know. So, hey, look, I understand talent wins. A lot of times they have more. They're going to probably beat the Heat, probably beat the Bucks. Hey, we're waiting for I mean, that, that, That's all I'm that's saying. A rough play, that, that's a rough playoff run to go through. Even if they do get by all those teams, that, that's gonna, those aren't going to be easy series. Not they're going to probably all. be six, six to seven-game series probably from the second round on. They so only that, need that, two of the be... stars to beat those two teams. Yeah, that, I that's mean – I mean, I think we can kind of segue in also into LaMarcus Aldridge. We all understood his issue. Um, he had the blood clots and he decided to retire, cared more about his health, which, I mean, I, I can't be mad at him for that. I mean, you're just oh. trying to make sure he's not dying playing basketball. I mean, Definitely I think the right decision. Would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and the Nets got him and now they just lost him. So now they're going to have to figure out another plan because I'm sure, I'm sure LaMarcus Aldridge is going to get some big minutes come playoff time. He's had the experience. He's been in big playoff games. It could be a big loss to them, honestly. I mean, it, we have yet to really see, but yeah, that's tough too. I mean, that's he kind of reminds me of like what Chris Bosh was kind of going through. Just kind of had to like shut his career down early just due to health conditions. And um, it's just it's, it's unfortunate. And what he had is pretty serious. I mean, blood clots. Definitely got to like pay attention to that and take care of yourself. So I'm glad he made the right decision for himself. Yeah, and apparently he's been dealing with this issue for a little bit now, even dating back to all the time he was on, not all the time, but way back when, when he was on Portland, I heard is when it first had his issue. But apparently, I guess this last episode or whatever had happened, he took to social media and was saying that it it was like life-changing and some things are more important in basketball. And I'm 100% with him for sure. Like. Yeah. 
just a scary situation. I hope he's good just in regular life because, like Miles said, blood class is no, no little thing. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what forced Chris Bosh to stop playing too. So, yeah. top uh, ten player, there. Chris Bosh. Hmm? Chris Bosh was a top ten player when he joined the Heat. We'll he was going to show it. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's for another podcast, but he was going to show yeah. it when when LeBron left. But hey, uh, Anyway, but yeah, back to Aldridge. Obviously, again, as a Sixers fan, <laughs> I don't want to sound cynical or cold-hearted here, but it made me relieved a little bit that they lost another piece. Um, <laughs> obviously, I, I wish him the best health. I'd rather him be there playing, but because you know, when he was there, he was still very good. You know, he was putting up he was putting up numbers for the Nets. So. Yeah, but regardless, I hope he's healthy. I hope he does. I hope he's well. But yeah, the Nets, the Nets are, and I think they're going to be, they're going to be struggling in the playoffs. I do. I, I do. They have a lot going. They have a lot going on. They have way too much. Because like yeah. yeah, like we said last week, the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Heat. Now they've all been together. They're playing together. They know how to win. They know how to beat teams. The Nets don't, other than just being better. Because <laughs> they're who knows cut. Kyrie might go AWOL again. We, we don't even we don't even know with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll see with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see, man. It, like I said, I'm I'm concerned for sure. But man, let me just say this though: if the Nets aren't healthy, man. I mean, LeBron going for his fifth. You already know I'm a huge LeBron fan, so I want to see that. Look, I don't think anybody can beat the Sixers in seven games or four straight games, whatever it is, out of seven. I don't. Maybe the Nets, if they actually played together, but they're not. Right now, I'm picking the Sixers to win it all. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, I definitely don't think that's the case. Nah, but... I mean, if the Lakers are remotely healthy, they're, they're probably going to – I say they get the Sixers out in, like, six games. You are tripping, sir. Yeah, for me, it's oh, – Net, Nets are healthy, they're winning. Next up is Lakers healthy, winning. And then if Paul George plays stop like he is right now, stop. And the Clippers, I got them over the Sixers All too. Right. All right, real and quick. P- on- PG was PG was averaging twenty eight points in the regular season, got outplayed by Joe Ingles in the first round. I'll never, I just <laughs> I, that's I why I said if he played like he is now, like <laughs> look in the game that the what last week the Sixers the Clippers went into Philly to play the Sixers right. And Paul George, I mean, Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing, and, and it was a very close game. But Paul George, he put up thirty seven, but then at the very end. At the very end, who locked them up? They had a chance to win the game. Who locked them up? Hey, Big Ben Simmons. Look, that would have been player. that would have been Kawhi, defensive player of the year. Stop. He would have no. He would have been on Kawhi then. Then PG would have. Then he would have missed. Come on now, stop. <laughs> PG yeah, been I mean, balling, man. I, he's I've been, being, I've been seeing. Yeah, I've been seeing Ben Simmons in the in the media talking a lot about his defense and just talking yeah. about how he's just locking up everybody. I'm like. Yeah, you can lock up one player, but when you're going up against like the Nets or like the Lakers, like, oh, what are you gonna what are you gonna try to hold LeBron or something? Then cool, hold LeBron. He's LeBron's still gonna do what he does. Oh, now you gotta worry about Anthony Davis. And then you gotta worry about their chemistry. And then you got Drummond. But who knows? Drummond might get in the rhythm, might just start playing well in the playoffs. I hear you. Hey, big hey Drummond been balling. <laughs> Hey, Drummond's Drummond, and, and and that's what I'm saying. No, no way I'm saying Drummond is anyone near Embiid, but I mean He's just a body there, just to throw at him. He's at least and, respectable down there. Yeah, he's he's yeah, he's just respectable. Do he's I need to bring? Do I need to bring up the stats of Joel Embiid versus Andre Drummond? 
because but over it's not the years, just I'm those two over, people on the court, though. I know, but over the year, you said he's a body to throw at Embiid. No, he's not. He's just, I mean, yeah, he is a body, but that's literally all he is. He can't do anything against Embiid. They're going to start, people are going to start doubling Embiid. I get it. Do enough. That's what the shooters are for. And then they, regard, look, hey, man, I need the playoffs to get here so I can make sure y'all just, y'all understand how good the Sixers are. And because, I bro, mean, I just don't, I don't trust know. Ben I mean, Simmons at all. Like, I, I don't yeah, trust him on the offensive end either. Ben Simmons said, too, because he made a quote this week. Oh, it's a fact. He said, Brooklyn got a lot of talent, but there's only one ball, and you got to play defense, too. Like, they don't play defense. We can all agree with that, right? They've been playing just enough. Barely. Hey, man, you need to respect his elders. These no. dudes have won championships. Hey. And ben Simmons hadn't really done nothing. He's right. Or, I mean, you're right. But that he his his statement wasn't an accurate statement. There's one ball. They got to figure out how to make it work, which they cannot do. They, they already do. The I think we together. see that. I think we see with the court. Just, they're we, not selfish yeah. about passing it. And we can't just ignore what he said first. They got a lot of talent. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's just. If they I mean, get on the court together. I'm yeah. Like saying, I mean, we can say things about Ben Simmons too. Like, look, if you want to win a championship in 2021, you got to be able to shoot. So yeah, like, that half court offense, that half like, court offense of game in the playoffs, but his game ain't complete either, man. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. But he's the best defender in the league, so I think he has some, some, some. What's the word I'm looking for? Nah, he can I talk. Right I now. like it. Though. He can, yeah, like, he has like he has the ability to 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 talk because of his defensive ability. Now, if he wasn't, if he was just an okay defender, and he was doing what he's doing now offensively, I would tell him to be quiet. But. Man. With, with the way he defends, some of some of the, some of the blocks and some of the steals he gets is unbelievable. And it's just it's because of his, of his, of his length and of his athleticism and his effort. All three, all those but three things combined, his his defensive game is is top notch right now. But it's just like if he were to win Defensive Player of the Year, to me that would just be kind of ridiculous because I feel like when LeBron was in his prime and LeBron never got one defensive player, like LeBron would literally lock up. Tony Parker in the finals. And then next game, oh, Tim Duncan's going off. Hey, LeBron going Tim Duncan. Like, like, and and if he if LeBron couldn't win a, a a defensive player of the year award, like I don't think Ben Simmons should either. I mean, he's 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 really good on defense, but I I still don't even think he's the best defender in the league. I mean, you still gotta respect Gobert and Kawhi Leonard. And I still don't I still think Kawhi Leonard is still the best perimeter defender in the league. But that's just me personally. I mean, I need like, to Kawhi, find it. Kawhi be making Kawhi makes people just like NBA players look like goofy out there. Like he just, they'll just palm the ball, just steal it from him, just hold it there. I'm like, bro, Kawhi is different on defense, man. And I, I don't know. I like Ben Simmons just be rubbing me the wrong way sometimes. So I, I guess I'm a little harsh on him, but I mean, he rubs you. He he rubs people, a lot of people, the wrong way simply because he talks quite a bit, and people don't respect his offensive game, which I but, I, but I, like, I get it. But at the but same does he time, have like. What's that? But does he have like all all NBA defensive first teams? Like how many of those does he have, or like even uh, second or third? He has. Like if he, let's see, because if he doesn't even have a lot of those, then he really shouldn't be talking. To be honest, he's got. Um, he was on the I think all NBA all defensive night in nineteen twenty. Uh, he was the steals champ last year as well, but that was yeah, it. Chris Paul has been the steals champ a bunch of times, and then get him. But I, I need to year. I need to find it. But there was there was I saw a, I I have a tweet from somebody that had everybody he's guarded or a lot of people that he's guarded who have struggled and and their marquee scores 
Like he locks people down when he guards them. Now that doesn't mean he's guarding them for the entire game. So the guys might still get 20, 30 points, but when he's on them individually, it is very hard for those guys to score. And that is, that is consistent throughout the season. So based on that, based on him averaging almost two steals a game, almost a block a game and being able to guard one through five, I think that is why for me, he's the best defensive player in the league and why he should win defensive player of the year because he's able I've never to seen do... him guard a five though when like, he switches... just like really like lock him i mean yeah yeah if he gets on a switch but like if i've it, never yeah. seen him like yo that's your assignment go well, lock be- him up that's and... because he doesn't need to because he's got another elite big man down there who's guarding him so i mean if yeah, he has to well, that... man, yeah but i mean that, like that's the whole point i just need to see it i just need to see it that's yeah good. watch wait for the playoffs man look look right. i just I, I just i need if y'all can't tell i i'm 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 itsy. I'm. I can't wait for the playoffs. I need the playoffs to get here. I need to fast forward time to the middle of May so we can see the playoffs. I need it. I can't wait. I feel like you're gonna be very disappointed, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. So this is the most excited I've been for an from for the Sixers. I think ever. So I wouldn't be surprised if I get disappointed. But at the same time, don't expect me to just keep rubbing it in your faces if I'm not disappointed. That's all I'm saying. Wouldn't expect anything less. Good. (laughs) But, yeah, we can talk about a couple other guys. Move on to the Western Conference stars. They got hurt this week. Damian Lillard, he missed his third game Tuesday night due to a hamstring injury. Uh, I haven't really seen too much news. I don't know how severe it is, but obviously that's a big loss. He was balling out of control to almost 30 points a game. And then the other one, Donovan Mitchell hurt his right ankle, or I don't know if it was the right ankle. He just hurt his ankle on Friday night. He hasn't played since that. So, like we said, just guys dropping like flies, man. It's just crazy right now. Yeah, and I, I think Damian Lillard was definitely up there for uh, MVP just because of the players that on his team that were injured. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of kept them where they needed to be uh, to make a good playoff run. And and I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I mean, he's pretty much averaging like 30 and eight, which is, which is crazy. I mean, that that's, it's, just, it's pretty much the same thing with Steph is doing, to be honest with you. He's just not like, like his game, his like points per game is not quite as high. I'm sorry, sorry. His uh, like scoring like per game, like his game highs aren't as high as Steph's, but like he's still averaging 30 and averaging 30 is 30. So yeah. Definitely deserves respect. And he's been the most clutch player. So that, that deserves a lot of respect as well. Yeah, I think he's definitely in the top five for voting. No doubt. I mean, yeah, I would have had him in like top three if he was healthy. I was going to say before he went down and before Steph went on this huge run, and even after, I think oh, I would yeah. I would have had him in the top three with Jokic and Embiid right now. Just I don't really know who else would I put now. I mean, obviously Steph's moving up, but. There's not really that many candidates this year. I mean, Giannis maybe. Yeah, yeah. Giannis's numbers are no nothing to scoff at either. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think in a, a earlier episode that we did, I'm like, you can't just like ignore Giannis. Like, even though he's just won it the last two times, his numbers are still like insane. Like, he, he'll put up like 39 and like like 17 and like six. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, that's crazy. It is. It's, it's still being like the best defensive player on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Until they until he does something in the playoffs, like it's just Giannis being Giannis, which is great, but it's you know, we need we need a little but bit more. 
I've, I've been seeing like all these things on social media about you. Know, so I just want to get your guys' opinion on this. Like, let's say he wins like two championships, like mm-hmm. recent, like, like soon. Okay. Like that's like, and he continues to do the numbers that he does. And he already has the MVPs, defensive player of the years. Like he's got to be up there, like in like, like starting to like scare, like in the all time, like players list. Like, yeah, what do you I guys think, think, I think if he gets two or three rings, he might put himself in the top 10 of all time. Seriously. Yeah. And like, and it, it's it really can't you really can't argue again. I mean, you can because there's so many great guys there. But yeah, I was but, gonna say that. But but his ability, like his ability, his athleticism, he is literally seven feet running around like he's five eleven. Like he's he's unbelievable. He can he literally jumped over people to dunk. He can block anything. He can lock up people very easily. He has good vision. I mean, and you just and, can't yeah, shoot. You know, he just, I mean, yeah. He's getting there though. He's what thirty percent now. He's getting up. Yeah, he, there. He's getting there, and and like I'm. That's what I was saying. Like in a, in an early episode, if they just keep leaving him open, he finally like gets like in a rhythm or something for a series. Like he, he's gonna be scary. He's, he still doesn't have to. Yeah, I mean, he still doesn't have to shoot like fifty percent or like forty percent from the three point line. If he's shooting like 36, 37, like that's gonna be extremely effective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. But yeah, yeah, I think he, I think he might put himself in the top ten of all time if he gets a couple of rings, and if he, you know, who knows if he gets more than that, then you know, if he gets four somehow, which is very unlikely at this point because he's already like twenty eight, I believe. No, he's twenty six. He's, he's only twenty six. Never mind. Yeah, oh, never dude's mind. young. Dude's young. Wow. Dude, okay, I yeah. feel like he, these dudes he, he's be got like time. reversing their years. <laughs> like, yo, Devin Booker, yo. Like, <laughs> How I feel about Devin Booker? Well, he's only like what twenty four. Yeah, but no, he's like 25, 26. Is he 25 but I feel like now? he's just been in the league for like eight, nine years, though, for some reason. That's just what I feel like. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> these guys go to college, they're 17, and then they come out, they come yeah. out, they're just, they, you know, they're 18, barely 19 years old when they hit the league. So if you, yeah. you have seven years of development, you're only 26 years old, and you're not even hitting your prime. <laughs> like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, you see him on the top list under 25 for like six straight years. It's like, not according to ESPN. Crazy. But, yeah, we can talk about some guys actually coming back off injury. And then we got some good news with Anthony Davis. He's been cleared for full on-court activity. And they're saying he's going to be eased back into the lineup. So, Laker Nation, if he can come back, him and LeBron, I'm not worried about LeBron, like I said in the last couple of episodes. But if AD comes back, especially where the Nets are looking, man, I think I'd be taking them to win the championship now. Yeah, I mean, I think Anthony Davis is is the key to if the Nets are healthy, he's the key to stopping them because I don't, I, I just don't see any other team having enough talent to deal with the Nets. But I mean, Anthony, or Anthony Davis, LeBron, and then now they got Andre Drummond, and then you still got the same team from last year, pretty much. They're gonna be tough. They're gonna be really tough, and like they they do have that chemistry over over the Nets, so. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I, I hope Anthony Davis comes back great, man. I hope this man's 100%. I, I want to see LeBron get that fifth ring. Anthony Davis gets his second. I mean, just keep catapulting himself up in the all-time players list. I mean, it, that's just what I want to see. And then and the uh, LeBron-Michael Jordan combos get a little bit more interesting. Like, y'all can say what y'all want and, and bring them down, but they're going to get a little bit more interesting. Go ahead, Chris. 
Nah, the conversation not getting more interesting to me. Five rings, five finals MVPs. Come on now. Four six MVPs. rings, six finals MVPs. <laughs> Never left. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter. Hey, it's more impressive to me that he's done it on three different – he's gotten a championship on three different teams. I definitely don't agree with that. I could see I mean, if, just, it was, it, if he was going to just random teams, but he, he goes and plays with – superstars in their prime so it's not like he went to the lakers when 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 they had like the a, a second year brandon ingram and second year lonzo and then Ball. they didn't make the they, didn't play, they didn't make the playoffs there so, so he can't really use that in his, yeah because he but, but that defense. was just due to but that was just due to injury it's not like they weren't they were they were in the four seed prior to you lebron if they, they were they were you using to make the playoffs you think if 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 they didn't have if they had a chance at winning the championship lebron would have sat out he knew that they weren't going to win the championship so he sat out there's there's no I don't think right, there's anybody meeting that. Yeah, that's that's a fair point to make. I'm just saying though, it's not like he went to like 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 an all-star team. I mean, he just went to like a decent team where the Lakers were trying to rebuild and they just were blessed to have LeBron sign with them. And and then even same with the Heat. It's not like the Heat were like some all-star team when he went there. I mean, they Bruh. were they were a decent team, barely making the playoff. They were like 47 and like 35 Bruh. or something like that. They Three were they top were, 10 they players even side like, to the same team at the same time. But but I'm just saying though, to me, the fact that he can go to every team and 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 catapult them immediately into championship contention that just shows his effect on the game. Like he's literally dominating the game from any team. It doesn't. Who cares who he's playing with? Yeah, he's playing with some great players. A lot of these guys in today's age have played with great players, but even back they're then not too. winning champion. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. But I'm just saying. I mean, I, I just I just think it's impressive. I mean, of course it is. Yeah, he well, he wants what nine straight finals, right? Like yeah, that's I mean, ridiculous. No, nah, going. It's like, to, it's like, I, I mean, it's it's impressive. Like I'm not trying to take nothing away from him, but I, going to different teams when your team that you're leaving is obviously worse than the team that you're going to. It, with the exception of the Lakers, it was. I feel like, like you said, it wasn't the greatest team when he went there, but when he went to Miami. Clear, clear upgrade from Cleveland. Yeah. When he went back to Cleveland, clear upgrade from Miami. We seen D Wade starting to fall off. We seen Kyrie Irving emerging. He just wasn't winning. They had the number one pick, which they then used to get another All Star in Kevin Love. I don't see it the that's same way Cleveland, as if you stay on the same team, you work through the ups and downs. Players getting old, you overcome all that. Look, Chris. Look, there were there were no ups and downs for the Bulls. They were literally just going up. They were losing in the first, in the first couple of rounds in the playoffs, no doubt. But there were they were literally still. They were always on the on the uh, incline. They were never de- declining when MJ was there. That's it. Because like, of MJ, and they had a way, and they had a way better front office, and just a way better coach. I mean, look at best coach I of all time. Na- I can't even I can't even name the coaches LeBron played with his first like seven look, years, except for, like, Mike, except for like Mike Brown. Huh. It, Phil Jackson a, 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 wouldn't be a, a, Phil Jackson if he didn't coach Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Like Phil Jackson would be. What about, what about Popovich? Jackson. You think the Spurs do what they do if Popovich isn't the head coach? Popovich is the greatest coach in the modern history. But do you think the Spurs do what they did if Popovich wasn't the head coach? Not if he didn't have Tim Duncan. No, no, no. Even if they had the same roster, they don't do. They don't win five rings without Popovich there. No, nah, no. In the Kobe, in the Kobe era. I don't know about that. No, there's no. Tony I, Parker I, was amazing. He doesn't get the credit he deserved. Manu Ginobili, he's an all-star look, shooting guard that was just just was, decided he wanted to come off the bench. Like, 
those guys were great. There's no, there's no, there's no debating that. But the system that they played in made them even better. That's my point. They, they weren't, they weren't top fifty, like top twenty guys, top ten guys in the league. Hey, it, just... They would have done that just based on their talent, is what I'm saying. The, the Spurs I, and I, so, I don't, I don't, I just don't agree with that. Like, I mean, Tim Duncan was I obviously mean, the, the best power forward of all time, so there's, there's no debating that. But the Spurs don't do what they did if they didn't have the system that they had in place. And also, it's just like LeBron didn't have this. He just didn't have the same luxury. Just being blessed with like players that were like healthy all the time, or just the co- like sometimes players on his team were getting unhealthy at the wrong times. He had terrible coaching i mean i mean the gm for the Cavs was i'm not i'm not even arguing any of this stuff i'm just saying that like it to me it's not as impressive if you leave the team when they're getting bad that's just yeah but there's no rule where you have to there's no rule i'm not saying there is i'm just saying how how i am impressed by it or not i'm not saying saying that it's wrong or right he did what he did he won championships it was the right decision for his career i would have done the same thing I'm just saying if we're comparing apples to apples here and we're talking about one guy who could be the greatest and another guy that could be the greatest, we got a nitpick. So I'm not like, I'm not taking that away from right. him. Right. And I mean, I, th- I think you're going to be on that side because Co- like Kobe stayed on his team the whole, his whole career, but it has nothing to do with Kobe Bryant right now. No, no, no. But I'm just saying you, you like the idea of a player just sticking through the ups and downs with one team and just not anymore. It's 2021. I understand. So, so, so LeBron's just adapting to how the layout of the NBA is. This is like, that's just what it is. The the two best, the two best players in the NBA have been moving, have been jumping around. Like, I'm not going to hold that against them that they're jumping around to other teams to a certain degree. Cause I I don't, I don't like what Kevin Durant did. I mean, he did one of the most egregious, (laughs) No, 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 I don't, no, that, I, I don't even want to have this conversation, but we can move on, like, that, we can move that on. proves it for me right there, it's just about what you there's, like, and how you, how you like players, right, but, because... but there's, there's, con- there's context to every situation, like, LeBron never went to the number one seed in the West or the East at any point in his career, he made the number one seed, <laughs> like, they weren't even getting the number one seed when they were winning rings. Like he was still the second, like second, like second seed most of the time. Like it doesn't matter. Whatever team LeBron goes to, they're gonna be in championship contention. Period. If he's healthy, and you guys try to bring up the Lakers when he wasn't, like he he, he didn't play because he wasn't. So they like were in healthy. championship contention that year. Yes. No. No. They weren't. <laughs> yes. Even no. if, even even if <laughs> no. even if he even if he played the full season, don't no, they weren't. No. Like, come on. Championship contention. I didn't say they would win it. They, they wouldn't have been in the final. We're talking about his standing. They wouldn't have been the finals. Warriors. They no, no, stop it, <laughs> stop. Hey, they were nowhere but, close. But, to but championship contention doesn't mean winning the championship. It means they you wouldn't were, have contended with the Warriors at all. <laughs> they would have got. They would. They would have at least been. They would have been one round away from the finals. And to me, no. like no, you're I don't in the know top if they would have beat that like, Rockets team or the Spurs. No wait, no, the Spurs yeah, yeah. didn't have quiet at that point. But the Rockets yeah. were we're still yeah. Anyway, it seems like we you know once once an episode we, we get on this this topic. <laughs> eh. Eh. It all comes down it all comes down to taste at the end of the day. I mean, you can't say these players are wrong for doing what they did. You can't say Michael Jordan's better because he stayed. You can't say LeBron's better I mean, you can't say he's worse because he left. I mean, it just is what it is. Like 
or you can just say whatever you feel. <laughs> you can you say could. all. You can say any of those things. And I'm it not could, but you like, still got to hey, talk. Ac- I mean, it's, you still got to talk accurately, though. I mean, it's, it, like like you said, it's just the taste. Like it's opinion. Just like I can't tell you like certain music is bad. I can't tell you certain music is bad to you. That's just your taste. Like, hundred percent. Same concept. Well, we can talk about taste <laughs> some more with my guy, Lamelo Ball. Great news. This is the news of the week for me. I'm glad we're recording on Tuesday instead of Sunday because this came out last night. LaMelo Ball has been cleared to return to individual basketball activity after suffering his wrist injury. And there's optimism that LaMelo is able to return after seven to 10 days. So obviously we're already a day into that. We're looking at next week. Triple B's. We're back. The Hornets still in the eighth seed right now. They're going to be in the playoffs. We're going to get to see some playoff LaMelo. Hey, maybe a first round series against the 76ers. I'm not saying they're going to win, but he can have some exciting moments, man. I'm, I'm hyped. What you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it was great news to hear. I, you know, at, at the initial reaction of this, I remember we, we all said that, you know, we thought the Hornets were done. We all thought, you know, they shouldn't bring him back at all. They shouldn't risk it because he's still so young. They shouldn't risk his body getting hurt anymore. But if the doctors say that he's fully healthy or he will be able to be fully healthy and they're going to make the playoffs, like you said, they're going to be in the play-in game at the very least. Yeah, I mean, good good on them. Look, the league, the league needs excitement. And he was the epitome of excitement and the Hornets are right now, especially with Miles Bridges continually to just dunk on everybody. So bringing LaMelo back will be will be great for the league and great for them. So, look, it's great news. I just hope that they aren't rushing it, but I'm just going to trust the doctors here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the benefit of being, what is he, 19? That man's probably recovering way quicker than normal. But, yeah, I mean, I, I hope he can make it back because he was just he's just a box office player. And I know he had a lot of hype coming to the NBA, so I'd be glad to see him back. But yeah, I think it's his youth, man. I mean, 19 years old, man's recovering from what they said was a broken wrist. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, definitely, man. Like you said, I wish I was 19 again. He broke his wrist. I feel like it's only been like a month. He's back. It's crazy. All right, yeah, we can move on to our picks this week. It was a rough week last week for us. We all actually went eight and nine. So no movement on the standings. I'm still six games behind Alex. Miles still nine games behind Alex. So it's getting to the nitty gritty here, Miles. We're going to have to make up some ground real fast. Yeah. If you come I'm going to just have to start picking the opposite of what Alex picks almost every game now. <laughs> I just just uh, I just want to bring up at the end of the episode last week, I said that we had picked six straight games unanimously. We all thought we're gonna, the same teams were going to win at the very end, at the end of the week. Yeah, we uh we got four out of those. Uh, I'm sorry, five out of those six wrong. Five straight L's to end of the week. So it's a it's a great it's a great way to, to finish the week right there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I guess maybe that might entice some more underdog picks out of us. But we could start Wednesday night. Phoenix Suns taking on the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly. Alex, you know where I'm going. What's your team gonna do? Are they in Philly? They are. I'm picking them. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I'll let you take that, Miles. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the 76ers too. I trust them at home. Now, now, if if Ben Simmons doesn't play again, I'm I'm nervous. But if he's playing, I'm picking him. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Suds. 
not trying to go unanimous again. That didn't work for us. <laughs> but moving mm. on, same night, Atlanta Hawks mm. in New York taking on the Knicks. Mm. Who you got, Alex? Go ahead. That's a tough game, man. That's a, look, this is a tough one because the, both these teams are hot right now. Like the like the, the the Hawks are hot ever since they got Nate, Nate McMillan to take over, and the Knicks are playing great basketball again. They they went on a little cold streak, but they're they're back they're back up. They're back four games above five hundred. It's in New York too. Oh man, and they're, these guys are a half game apart. So this is a pretty big game when it comes to the standings. Mm. Yeah, four and five right now. I'm gonna take the Knicks. I just trust their defense a little bit more. Yeah, I'm gonna go Knicks as well on that one. Go with the ice tray. Say, so, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Hawks. Yeah, I'm nervous, man. After last week, Alex one. told me that Eric Bledsoe was gonna lock down. I mean, yeah, no, Drew Holiday was gonna lock down Trey Young. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, did he? I, I what, did he? Yeah, Trey Young was like one for nine. <laughs> hey, look, I know some things. All right. Yeah, yeah we can move on. To the uh, Grizzlies, they're gonna be in LA taking on the Clippers. Miles, you can start us off on this one. Who you got? We'll go with the Clippers on that one. Yeah, I agree. The Clippers are just as hot as the as anybody really. I know they just lost to the Sixers last week, but and I know Kawhi Leonard isn't playing for you know at least a week, I believe. But even still, Paul George, like you were talking about earlier, is playing out of his mind, and the Clippers are just better. Yeah, I gotta go with the Clippers too. Grizzlies been balling though, man, but I still just don't trust them. But yeah, moving on. Last game Wednesday night, we got the Nuggets taking on the Trailblazers in Portland. And I'm gonna start us off with this one. And I'm going with the Nuggets, man. I'm rooting for Jokic now. I think he's gonna pull this one out, put some more on his MVP case. I'm gonna take uh Portland in this one. No Damian Lillard. Portland isn't winning. So I'm going to take a Denver. Uh, he could be back. He could be back, but I'm going to assume that he's not. Definitely. I feel it. Moving on to Thursday, we got the Suns in Boston taking on the Celtics. I'll let Miles go first on this one. Who you got? Oh, no. I like the way Tatum has been playing lately. Jalen Brown is still a stud. The Suns are tough. So I'm, I'm going to go with that's actually a tough one. I'm gonna go with the Suns. Actually, I was I was feeling the Celtics, but I feel like the Suns are just gonna take that one. What about you, Alex? I'm picking the Suns as well, as well as the boss. Excuse me, as well as Boston has played. I just don't trust them to be arguably the best, one of the best teams in the West. So I'm just gonna go with the Celtics. We try to get some comeback here. Same night Thursday, we got the we got Alex's 76ers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. This time the Sixers are on the road. So, who you got in that one? Alex. Yeah, um, I know they're on the road, which is difficult to pick to pick them. <laughs> but I, I see, I see your face, Chris. Yeah, no. The last time that these two teams played, it was in Philly. The Sixers did not have Embiid, and the Sixers still almost beat them. So they have Embiid. I'm picking the Sixers. I'm going with the Bucks. We need Giannis on this one. He's back. Bucks. I just need to do a little something different. It's just so hard for me to pick against 
the Sixers, knowing that Embiid is there, man, and watching them play. It's so hard. I feel it. Giannis is on dunk on. Regular season, Giannis. But, yeah, also Thursday night, you got the Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Dallas, taking on the Mavericks. And I got to roll with Luka in this one. I'm not picking the Lakers until mm-hmm. LeBron comes back, even though they are stealing some of these games. But what about you, Alex? I agree with that. Luka, who would be in the MVP conversation as well if his team was playing better. He started the off Lakers. Really, so. I just I feel like this is one of the games that the Lakers are going to get. I picked the Lakers twice last week, and it came back to haunt me, so I don't trust them. Yeah, same here. But moving on, Friday, Miami Heat are in Atlanta taking on the Hawks. And for me, I'm rolling with the Hawks. They've been balling out ever since Nate McMillan took over. So at home, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take them against the inconsistent Heat team. What about you, Alex? Yeah, just, you know, on paper, I want to pick the Heat, but it's so hard. Like you just said, they are one of the most inconsistent teams, and they have a lot of talent. Obviously, they got to the finals last year. They know what they're doing when they want to play well, but when they don't, they're just bad. And it's hard for me to just pick the Hawks based on the fact that they've played well because I think the Heat match up well against them. So I'm going to pick the Heat. Hopefully, it's one of their good games. Yeah, I'm going to take the Heat in that one as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Same night, Boston Celtics are in Brooklyn taking on the Nets. And I'm struggling with this one, so I'm going to pass it to Miles first. Who you got? Yeah, I mean, with all the injuries Brooklyn has, Celtics are starting to look like they're starting to play better. They're not good on the road. Brooklyn still got Kyrie. I'm going to go with Brooklyn. Yeah, I have a feeling KD will play for this game, so I'm going to take the Nets. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Nets, too. I just can't pick against them. Especially, like you said, I think KD will come back. Handballs is not good on the road. But, yeah, also Friday night, we got the Memphis Grizzlies in Portland against the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. And I'll pass it to Alex first. Who you got? I'll, I'll take Portland here. Even without Dame, I think they have enough to beat Memphis if Dame isn't isn't back by then. Yeah, I'm actually about to go with the Grizzlies on this one. Hoping, I guess behind him. Yeah, I guess I just hope that Dame isn't back. Well, I mean, I hope he does come back, but if he's not, I think the Grizzlies will pull this one out. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies. I mean, I think if even if the Blazers are healthy, I still think the Grizzlies could beat him in a given game. Who knows? Yeah, definitely, John Morant. Is there? But yeah, moving on to Saturday. Sixers taking on the Bucks again for the second time in the week. I guess, Alex, are you guys going to win both of these games? No, that's a hard one. You know what? I'm just going to pick them both times because I think they'll win at least one. So I'll take my chances 50-50 there. I guess I'll do the same thing with the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks in that at home. Yeah, moving on. Same situation Saturday night. The Lakers are playing the Mavericks in Dallas again. So I'm going to do the same thing there, and I'm going to take the Mavs again. Yep. Me too. Taking the Lakers. They're going to win one of those games for sure. Right. That's my exact thought process. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, moving on to Sunday, we got the Celtics in Charlotte taking on the Hornets. 
Lavello mm. Ball may or may he probably won't be back yet. Uh, so who you guys got? Starting with you, Alex. I'll take, I'll take Boston. About you, Miles. Take Boston in that one. I'm gonna take the Celtics too, just because they don't got my guy, the Hornets. That is same night. Phoenix Suns in Brooklyn against the Nets. Alex, this is a big game. Who you got? It's a huge game. The Suns are on a road trip here. Wait, the Nets play on Friday night. So KD won't play in one of these games, most likely. Wait, no, that's not a back-to-back. I'm sorry. Yeah, Friday and Sunday. No, I'll take – oh, man. I just don't trust Brooklyn, but I'm going to pick them. I'm going to go with the Suns. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to take the Suns, too, in that one. Yeah, Miles, I'm looking at this. Either going to go really good for us or really bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been starting to deviate from Alex a lot in these. So, it's, yeah, like you said, it's either going to go one way or two ways. It's going to go good or go bad. And I'm just praying it's good. Yeah, we don't really got that much time left. So Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to – is what it is. <laughs> Swinging for the fences now. <laughs> for real. Throwing that knockout punch every time. <laughs> yes, sir. But, yeah, Grizzlies – and Trailblazers in that same kind of situation, playing Friday and Sunday. Uh, Alex, you know what you I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to take the Blazers. Could've Could've win copy, one of them. Could have just copy and pasted these. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to deviate. I'm going to take the Blazers, too, at this one, I think. I'm going to get both of these right. Yeah. yeah I, I took the Grizzlies last time. I'm going to take the Blazers this time. And then that takes us to the last game of the week. We got Giannis and the Bucks. Against Trey Young and the Hawks. So I'm going with the Bucks in this one, man. I learned my lesson last week. Apparently, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Holiday got that strap D. So, of course. Who you got, Alex? I'll take the Bucks again. And I will go with the, the Hawks. So, yeah, I mean, that wraps up the picks this week. Hopefully. Me and Miles can make up some ground this week, make this a little bit more interesting going into these last couple of weeks. But from there, I guess, was there anything you guys wanted to hit on before we get out of here? I know we had this in our notes. Just shout out to CP3 for passing uh, Magic Johnson and career assist. CP3 is like my favorite point guard ever. So just another milestone that he's passed and good for him. Yep, mm-hmm. top five. Yeah, no, nothing I want to bring up other than I know this is completely unrelated to uh basketball and we haven't done a a soccer podcast in a very long time but shout out to the six teams in england for dropping out of that ridiculous uefa super league or european super league that was proposed most of y'all probably don't even know what i'm talking about or why it's a big deal i I heard of this but it's a bit it's a very big deal that they dropped out because it would have ruined soccer the way it is now so as a soccer fan, I was stressed out of my mind the past couple of days. But now that my team, Chelsea, has dropped out of it and the other teams in England dropped out of it, I'm happy. Definitely. I wasn't really hip to what was going on, so don't have a take on that one. But It's very hard to, to, to explain it in a short amount of time for people who don't really understand the way soccer works. It's just – it's a very for, – for Americans, it is a very complicated way – it's very com- it's a very complicated thing to explain within a, in a short amount of time, and it's really impossible for you to understand why it was such a big deal. But it was, yeah, it was very bad. Definitely. I just wanted to bring up that 
D Wade actually bought some ownership stake in the Jazz, and he plans on taking an active role. So shout out to D Wade getting in the ownership circle. Always love to see players doing that. So yeah, we'll see what he does with them. They they're balling right now, but Utah never won a championship, so maybe he can bring one there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you made it this far. Thanks for vibing with us. I know we ran a little bit long, but I thought we had some good conversation tonight. Obviously, if you're rocking with us this long, you probably should be following us on Instagram. We got content going up over there. I'm going to try to start getting some more video clips and stuff out over there, but no promises. We'll see what happens with that. But follow us there, AVG Sports Nerds. Yeah, I'll add us. You guys got anything else? Good night. Go Sixers. You listen to this at night. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Just keep nerding it up, my people.